Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining a household, etc., etc. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me, right now. We're rebranding a mom moment to those sacred moments you take to fill your cup first. Let's connect, tune in, and tap into what makes us the incredible women that we are. We'll nurture ourselves first so we can be our best selves for those we pour into on a daily basis. We'll also bask in the beautiful wisdom of other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Come on, mama. It's your time. We're having a mom moment. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner, and I'm just so honored that you are here today. We are back with another double episode week. Every time I hear that or say that, I think of like the DJ sounds. I'll spare you. I won't do that ever again. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, we're back with part two of postpartum with Mary, my sweet friend and new mama. In this episode, she shares some of the triumphs and challenges of the early days of motherhood. If you are currently expecting, don't forget to check out my free resources. I have rolled out a brand new how to fund your unpaid leave workshop. The link is in the show notes. It's completely free. You'll get instant access to it. And even if you know how to fund your unpaid leave, You could use this as a tool to help save up some money for maybe a birthing class or maybe a doula or a postpartum doula or any of those services that you think are nice to have, but you're just not quite sure how to fit them in the budget at this time. You can use this for that. Be sure to check it out. Also, if you haven't already grabbed it, my free maternity leave planning guide is in the show notes. And lastly, if you are expecting the Matt Leave Social is coming in January. It's a virtual community to connect mamas on maternity leave and just have a space to learn and engage and support one another on this transformative journey into working motherhood. On to the episode. I would say maybe three weeks ago, a month ago, Claire, my daughter was starting to eat like way, way more food. And I was having a really hard time keeping up with like kind of some pumping and nursing and things like that. And we had supplemented a little bit with formula in the beginning to get her weight back. And I just, I don't know, I guess I didn't prepare for the reality that um, milk supply and pumping and like feeding schedules would just be a bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, And thankfully she latched right away, like before I crashed. So at least we like got that started with colostrum and um, my milk came in a little later because of probably the blood transfusion, my body. Yeah. Your body's trying to keep you alive. The milk is going to be secondary. Yep. Yeah. So thankfully, like we've never had any issues with latching or with, because I know a lot of women do experience that. And um, so I'm thankful in that regard, but I do feel like because she's, she is sleeping so well now and because she did sleep so well around six ish weeks. Um, I wasn't really getting up in the middle of the night anymore to pump or to nurse or to whatever. So yeah, I do think it had an impact on, on my milk supply. And I just found myself really, um, with, with the help of the lovely postpartum hormone shift, like think of how, think of when you were like pissed off in high school and going through a hormone 
you know, shifts and think about when you're about to get your period or whatever, it's like that, it's like amplified times a hundred. And we're doing all these other things that are brand new. Yeah. And so I think I just kind of like melted down, short circuited it or something. And I just felt like, yeah, like almost like I'm not doing enough. I should be making more milk. Why isn't this, you know, she's pissed because she's still hungry. I don't want, and then the idea of supplementing with formula made me feel bad. Mm. So ridiculous. And yeah. I don't feel that way anymore, but it yeah. made me feel like, well, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't need to do that. And it's like, calm down. This is why we have, you know, the support of the formula now. There's so many reasons yes. yeah. to use formula or just because you want to is also 1000% valid. Exactly. And yeah. so it's like this weird, like mental games. I never you don't realize like how personally <laughs> you're going to take it. You're like, okay, this could be a thing. And then you're in it and you're like, why do I feel like shit? Why does this make me feel so awful? Yep. I definitely felt like sort of a failure in that department. <sighs> and yeah. I, and like you said, it, there's always something because everything else I was really enjoying, but that aspect, I just couldn't get a handle on. I just felt and because you feel like it's never it's never enough. By the time you're done with one feeding, oh, it's time for the next, especially cluster feeding, especially mm-hmm. with all the night. It's a whole thing. Then you got the sleep deprivation in, in the beginning. And it's like, now we're not sleep deprived anymore, thankfully, but it's almost like you're recouping from that. And almost yeah. like now putting that focus back on yourself and what you need. So what we've been doing is a combo. I do pump when I feel like it. I don't, I'm personally not on a pumping schedule because that's just not my personality. It just feels a little too um, restrict restrictive. So I just do when I can. Then I nurse her when I can, like if we're out or or whatever. It just helps hold her over or in the morning. Um, and so that the what we feel good about is that she's getting some milk in some fashion, whether it's in a bottle or um, like direct. So uh, and then we've been using Bobby formula, you know, and I'm just like, thank God, thank God for it. Because I, I like to kind of, I like to stay busy and I like to be on the move and things like that. And so I personally just didn't want to be locked down from, you know, it was like, I can't tell you how many times we just throw some formula in her um, diaper bag or, you know, I just nurse her while while we're out. It's not that big of a deal. We stay really flexible and I think that's why we're able to not be in survival mode. We're in like, you know, we we're, we're doing pretty well. I would say we're nearing that like thriving aspect of it because we're not allowing ourselves to be like, well, we should do this. And, oh, we probably shouldn't take her there. And we, you know, it didn't make me feel good to be yeah. stuck in that. Like, well, I need to be producing more milk. Well, why? She's getting some and yeah. she's getting fed regardless. So and she's gaining weight and she's, yeah. 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 But you build it up in your mind. Like it's this huge deal. Right. And no one's keeping score. It's us. It's us that are keeping score, you know? And if you've got good people in your circle, they're all just cheering you on by whatever means like, cool. Your baby's getting fed. Love that. Amazing. But I don't know if you've noticed, I had people, it was really weird with Emerson. I, my dad who was not one to talk about this stuff at all. He was like, I'm getting this question and I don't know how to answer it are you nursing? And I could tell he was like, so uncomfortable to even ask it. And I'm first of all, I'm like, who 
the hell is asking you how I'm feeding my baby that is not close enough to ask me not that it's any of their freaking business anyway, but it's like, why is this the thing that we're asking women? Are you nursing? Oh, like if yeah. a woman wants to volunteer that information for you and then you're like, Hey, I did that too. Here's, you know, if you would ever like some tips, I'm available. If you don't want tips, you're doing a great job, you know, but it's like, why, why is this the thing we're asking moms? How are you feeding your baby? It's none of your fucking business, Susan, how I'm feeding my baby. I totally Totally agree. Yeah. If you can nurse or can pump or, or can cool. Amazing. Like that's yeah. great, but it's just not in this day and age. Like the formulas are so, are so good. Yeah. It's, they're, they're not getting a nutritional gap. Like, yes, maybe some immune, definitely some immunity has been shown from like breast milk and it's not even an argument. Like, of course, breast milk is like the top, you know, in terms of yeah. um, nutrition, but the formulas now, they're really a close second. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's like, what did you say? Um, doesn't matter what you do by two years old, your kids are eating chicken nuggets off the floor. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't, I was fixating and I, and, and here's your permission slip. You don't need to fixate. Yeah. It's okay. Like yeah. I'm so, I'm more than happy doing a little bit of both because I was very all or nothing mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't even go into it. Like once she was, I never even thought about that. I, I didn't even consider it. I just thought pumping and nursing, I would just have a constant supply. And I didn't even understand how much they eat, like how much they actually eat. I, I didn't really. And she was very full term and very hungry yeah. and pissed if she wasn't <laughs> getting fed immediately. Right. So yeah, I was like, Oh, in the beginning, one or two ounces, that was enough for her now. It's like, you can go up to six ounces. So imagine I'm having to tell my body to produce that much so she can eat all day. It's, it just wasn't something that I wanted to stress myself out about because she's getting a nice combo deal and uh, it's all good. I know it hit you hard, but I'm glad it hit you early enough on that you could make a decision, staying in your decision and be comfortable with your decision. Because a lot of women will stretch this out over the first year. And just, you have to live on top of all of this, you know, and a lot of us have to work on top of all of this. And it's like, it's not sustainable to beat yourself up for a year for even six months. Like and that's with, with me, I did a combination. I was an exclusive pumper and we did, we introduced formula early with both of them because it gave me a break of trying to keep up with the ounces that they needed. And it's like, you get to a point where you just know, like, this is no more, like, this isn't, this isn't right for me anymore. The baby deserves me to be happy, deserves me to be rested. So then I can be available to be the best mom for them. Not supply six ounces of milk for their next feeding, but I'm completely depleted and I want to jump off a bridge. A hundred percent. So saying, yeah, like, oh, I'm breastfeeding, I'm nursing. That can be true in a lot of different ways. But if you're supplementing a bit too, so that you can get to the certain ounceage, cool. Like that could be peace of mind. But before I was starting, yeah, I was kind of spiraling and thinking of, like you said, where they stretch it out, like they're totally depleted, but okay, here's the six ounces. And then I'm a wreck. It's like, no, you know, and if it's easier yeah. for you to produce 
Um, and there's lots of different things you can do and like teas and stuff. That's great. And I'm doing those, but if it's easier for women to produce, then cool. Like it's not a big deal. They're like, Oh, I got 10 ounces. Like that's just not my situation. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I don't want to force it to be. Yeah. Um, because there's options. Yeah. There's always options. And if it's so important to you to say that you're breastfeeding and for me, I will say this until the day that I die. Like if you are producing milk, no matter how it is getting to your baby, you are breastfeeding. So give yourself permission right there. And if it's so important for you to be able to like, say I breastfeed cool. If you do it once a day and the rest is formula, or you're able to give them an ounce and the rest is formula, I, this is such a hot button issue for me because it is so stressful for women and it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be this thing. Like, babe, you've done it. You've breastfed. If you did it one time, you've done it. You've breastfed. Oh my God. And like, let's give ourselves all the grace we deserve because as long as you're feeding your child and as long as you are rested and whole, like that's, that's what matters here. It is so frustrating for me to hear these women try to tell other women how to feed their freaking mind your business, stay in your lane, mind your business. What worked for you doesn't work for everybody else. And I, you will, I will say that over and over and over again. Mm. So I am, I hate that you struggled with it, but I am glad you worked through it. And I am glad you're at a point now this early on where you're like, this is our decision and I'm comfortable. It's one of those things of like resistance, you know, when something doesn't feel right and you feel upset, but, and you know, you could just release a little and you yeah. know, it would get better, but you have this like ego in a way. And you're like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make yeah. it work. And it's like, why it's not working. Like the fact is it's not really working. Yeah. And, um, it's so hard. I resist that. I resist that kind of, cause I just, I want to be, um, cause you know, you think, well, I had a plan and this is this is not part of the plan or whatever, but yeah, once I could come to terms with that, um, it just, it, it's a non-issue. It's, it's yeah. a moot point now because it's like, all I cared about was that she was getting some milk and guess what she is. So that's, I'm not going to bend over backwards and deplete myself so that yeah. I can say, yep, 100%. It's just yeah. not in the cards for me. Yeah. And I really love this, um, formula, the Bobby formula we're supplementing with. It's, it's awesome. It's a great product and thank God they have these amazing products out there. And so I, I do yeah. hope that, um, cause I agree with you. It's like a hot button that I just, I, I didn't think it would bother me as much as it did, but now that I'm like feeling much more centered about it, it really doesn't need to be this huge debate and it doesn't need to be this huge stressor for an already you know, you're, you're a brand new mom and you don't know you, you, you're just figuring it out. Yeah. You're adding this extra layer. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like pressure from society. I really don't know. Cause I, I don't know if it's, um, but it, cause I didn't even feel that pressured I, in my own mind. I was like, Oh, this is something I always thought I would do, but I ne never considered the frequency. I never considered how much I would make. I never considered that I didn't want to like pump all day because I don't, I don't want to yeah, do that. No, um, it's just, it's very simple. You know, how <laughs> is it, is it working for you? Is your baby mm -hmm. getting fed? Great. It's not, it's actually not that complex. It's pretty simple, yeah. but it's so yeah. easy to just spiral. Yeah. I did it. So yeah. 
and you can make a plan and you can change your mind, you know, and you can work the plan as long as the plan is working for you. And, you know, I will say I was an exclusive pumper times too. I know you know this, but since we're on the topic and still it was hard, even though I, the first time I did not consciously make the choice, it just kind of happened for us and it worked. So we did it as long as it worked. The second time I was like, this is what I'm doing. Personal reasons why I chose not to breastfeed. It's just a me thing. I'm, I don't have a history of essay or trauma or anything. It was just a personal decision for me. And even working through it the second time, I finally had to get to the point where not to get graphic, but I had a nipple that was cracked and it hurt so bad Mm -hmm. and I was bleeding. And I was just like, I've got to stop. Like, this is it. I'm done. I'm, I'm content with the progress. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like it hurt to wear a shirt. Like it's not worth it. And I know I could have done things, but it's like after six months, I was like, it's been a beautiful journey. I did have an oversupply. So I had a little bit of a stash. And for me, I was like, we're, we're good. We're good. And I, I'm totally, done. I totally agree. Like it doesn't have, it can be progress and can be the journey. It doesn't have to be because I was focusing on like how many bags I was going to have frozen. And I was just focusing on the wrong things. It's the progress. It's like, wow, I've like in the very beginning, um, she was like mostly having milk. Like that's amazing as it is, even though it's like one to two ounces. I'm like, wow. But now that she's eating much more, it's like, okay, wow, look at that progress, you know? Yeah. It's like, we can't pretend we, like, before you have a baby, you don't just, like, get to practice lactation. Right. (laughs) You don't get to practice. You don't get to be like, hey, can I, like, maybe learn, like, you know, how to do this? No. You can, like, learn about it. You don't get to practice literally lactating. It's just a totally different um, reality. And so, yeah, like. I love the idea of not all or nothing. I really think that's the healthy mindset to be in. Yeah. And um, I didn't even, I just never considered from the very beginning. I never considered what I was going to do. I just assumed it would all fall in line. And of course now it has, but I think I'm not even setting a time limit. If I'm like decide, yeah, three months, six months, eight months, a year. I, I don't know. Yeah. It might not be worth the effort and it might just be like hey she got x amount of months with milk that's awesome yeah for me as a pumper again doing this twice i would always if i'd get to the point where i'm like i i don't know how much longer i could do this i would think how far am i to the next month mark so if i was you know 4 weeks if i just hit the newest month and i'd be like okay well can i do it for another week like let let's do it for another week and see and then okay well i'm halfway to the next month how am i feeling now okay, I feel better than I did last week. Let's see how I feel in another week. And, you know, instead of being like, I want to do this for a year, like do like take it one month at a time and check in with yourself. And you'll know, you'll know when it's time, you'll know when you're like, I'm tired. I'm just tired of fighting this battle of fighting my milk supply, or I'm just tired of being touched all the time and having a baby on whatever your journey is. I'm you, you'll know when it's time, but you know, don't quit on a bad day give yourself a week and it's still a process. Like you can't just like turn it off, you know? So even if you decide that you're done, it'll take a little bit of time to wind down. And while you're winding down, you can still change your mind. You know, you can still change your mind if you're like, Oh, just kidding. Change of heart. So just giving yourself the permission to like play in the experience and, and find what feels good and do it as long as it does. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. It, it, everything with parenting can be flexible. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. And Mm -hmm. just with one of my notes I had was being flexible with schedules um, versus being strict. I know 
I know that for a strict schedule works for a lot of parents totally get that it just it does not work with us yeah um, you know Seth's a firefighter so he right. goes on 24-hour shifts so it's like I'm solo and then sometimes he works night shifts and this and that and it's just if I had a super, super strict schedule I don't think I would be doing it's as well hard. It's, it's hard. hard yeah I think yeah. I would be more stressed I think I mean, I just, I kind of, we just kind of roll with it and we work, we rely on routines because routines in our opinion is more helpful. They're more helpful than, and, and we just kind of dance around that routine. One thing I read somewhere was the acronym easy. E stands for eat. A is activity. S is sleep. And then Y is you time. And we kind of face off. Mm, I like that. Yeah. as As soon as she gets up from a nap and it could be a contact nap. We could be like out hiking. She could be passed out on one of us. It could be out anywhere. She's sleep, sleeping in her car seat or stroller, or she's in the snoo at home, or she's in the pack and play. Um, we really try to just like have her sleep everywhere. Yeah. And um, as soon as she kind of gets up, we start doing that. Like activity could be tummy time. We call it terrible time because she hates it. And she's screaming. Yeah. My girls hated it too. <laughs> terrible time. I love that. <laughs> not, not a good time anyone and um yeah and then you can have that be like activity or change or diaper change or just like hang out we like to put the fan on she watches the fan oh yeah ceiling fan's a great time yeah um and then they go right back to sleep and then you have you time you can do what you need to do one of my non-negotiables i know i told you this was like um it's a shower it's a simple shower you might not be a shower person where it like feels like it helps like either wrap up your day or begin your day. But if you are like me, it's super important to like mm-hmm. feel yourself and feel um, like you can take on whatever needs to be taken on. You know, you feel so much better when you kind of get dressed, yeah. whether it's like putting on new clean pajamas or new yes. clean clothes or like, you don't have to like get dressed, just yeah. do something that feels productive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and then I also had written down was slowing down the pace and, and resting a bit more. I was listening to Mel Robbins. I sent you that podcast the other day while I was taking a jog and on one of her guests on her podcast said that rest is a right, not a reward. Yeah. And think how many times you sit down to like quote unquote rest and you're like, Oh, I could be doing a million other things. And that's like, yeah. it's not good. No, <laughs> you're not actually resting. Um, and if you're like, oh my God, like if you're not doing it now, if you just had a baby, like and going, you went through a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Your body went through a huge thing. Emotionally, you went through a huge thing and you're not getting as much sleep as you're used to. So like, if the nap feels good, babe, take the nap. <laughs> like put your feet up like the the bottles will get washed the laundry will get done just put your feet up and chill exactly it's all in the in the grand scheme in 10 years you're not going to think back oh my god I had those extra dishes in the sink on that Wednesday yeah yeah so another thing I had was a few days or weeks off or, or off of your normal routine or feeling off like what I was going through does not erase all of your efforts. It just doesn't. Oh, yeah. So important to remember. Like, even though you feel like crap, just knowing 
and staying flexible and the fact that like I will get my mojo back yeah is is everything not just mm-hmm. throwing the towel and being like that's it because for a minute there in my mind I was like should I just give up nursing altogether is it even worth it and it's like yes it's worth it of course yeah. it's worth it I'm just I just need to change the plans a little bit yeah and find what works for you yeah yeah Yeah. two more things I had were fear of the unknown definitely have gone through that of the unknown of like oh you kind of go through identity crisis a bit yeah and that'll continue to evolve and so will you yeah and then um baby wearing I have that the wrap that I know everyone gets so confused about um but once you practice it a few times and you get it really really tight um that's key and then you can slip baby in and they just love like sleeping so close to you. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a mushy wrap or Solly baby is a really popular one. Mushy is like this tight spandexy. Yeah. Um, and then the baby Bjorn carrier is excellent. I just think yeah. Um, baby wearing is uh really helpful. Has been really helpful for us. Yeah, I want to touch on that too because if you try one and it doesn't work, if you can swing it, try another one. And if it's like, Hey neighbor, I know that you tried the, can I borrow that for, you know, a few days to see if that works before you like fully invest? Cause some of these can get really pricey. There are places. I know there's one around us that they have like a, I don't know if like a lending library is the right word, but they have some that you can go and try with your baby because you know, sometimes you put them in them and they're just like, absolutely not. This one isn't it, whatever. Um, but I encourage you just like with everything else, if the first one that you choose doesn't work, try another one. Um, and ask, ask your friends what worked for them. Someone maybe even say, Hey, I'm between babies. You can borrow this until I, you know, have another one. And if you know that you're going to have another child and you're like, I just bought this one, but you know what, invest in another one. Um, because if it works, it's so, so worth it. I totally agree. And that kind of comes back to like, with pumping, I was able to um, borrow one of my friend's pumps that um, she's not using it right now. She doesn't have, you know, her baby's a year and a half, so she's not using it right now. And um, it's one of the wearable ones because I was yeah. myself crazy with like the wire one. Yeah. Like her clear in the background, she's waking up. She's pissed. <laughs> but um, she's like, hello, I want credit on this podcast. Add my yeah. name to the show notes. We're going to, we're trying to see if the snoo will put her back to sleep. If not, stuff will come get her. But that's what's so cool about the snoo. It'll like, as when they cry, it'll help move faster and go. Like, oh, she's in the snoo right now. So mm-hmm. it'll, okay. Okay. Yeah, like it tries you. different things. That's cool. Tell me about renting this because I know when people hear snoo, if they're familiar with baby gear, they're like, that thing's expensive. And that's all I know it about is. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thankfully, um, cause at first we we're like, you know, of course it's kind of pricey. Yeah. Um, I think it was like. It's, I think it's like a couple hundred to rent it for six months and you can keep it as long as you want, but that's was, not bad at all. Yeah. Um, it might be in like the 500 plus range, I think is what it was. Yeah. Renting's cheaper. It's like maybe a few bucks a day when you break down the math for six months. Yeah. Um, but they, there are, have, I've had some friends who've picked up some used ones. Um, and those are much cheaper. So it's amazing. Like it will basically, that's why we, I think that's why we can sleep all night. If she does wake up, which she doesn't anymore, but in the past when she did, um, and you can track her progress, like it'll, it'll help soothe. Um, and then at a certain point, if it's just not soothing the baby at all, it will just stop. Um, yeah. it'll be like, it'll send you a little notification, like, okay, come get your baby. We, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it would be like, 
Snoo has stopped. Claire needs your like assistance or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, in terms of um, like the gear, like the ability to borrow um, my friend's uh, wearable pumps while I'm, while I am pumping, I can walk around and do things versus. Yeah. Oh my God. As an exclusive pumper, it's a game changer. If you can swing one or borrow one, like it makes all the difference. And yeah. and so I was like, damn, but, um, but yeah, I, she was like, if you you know want to borrow these, because it's just, uh, wow, definitely a game changer. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool about the wrap because yeah, I had another friend who said she's having a hard time getting her baby to calm down in the wrap, which I t- like could totally be a thing. They could just not, um, yeah. like the wrap. Sorry. To yeah. Be- Oh, it's okay. It's, oh I think God. I ended up with four wraps through two really? children. Yeah. Uh, four or five, four or five. One of them's a toddler, a toddler carrier. Okay. Not, so when I say wrap, I also mean, I mean, carriers, you know, um, different ways right. of wearing, but you know, they'll, they might like it for a little bit and they might stop and then come back mm-hmm. to it and whatever, you know, and just, and two, if you are planning on having more than one kid, like, bite the bullet and buy the thing. And a lot of this stuff holds its value enough where you can resell it. You can sell it at a garage sale. You can sell it on Facebook marketplace. You can sell it to a friend and like not lose all of your money on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like some of these carriers, especially like they totally hold the higher, like the higher end ones that will totally hold enough value to make reselling worth it when you're done. So I say, if you can swing it, bite the bullet, especially for your first kid, if you can swing it, you know, if you're going to have multiple children, it'll be, it'll be worth it by the end. Yeah. And like registering, not being afraid to, you know, if it's your first baby to register for things you really do want, because we're not, you know, future babies. I don't plan on doing a registry or doing a shower. I mean, maybe a small registry, but yeah, you know, you usually with the first baby is when you, um, really do your research and try to think about what you're going to want. Um, that's really helpful because it is yeah. expensive. Um, it another is. thing, that um another great idea my mother-in-law had was a diaper raffle at the shower yep we did that too we were oh, stocked it's the yeah, best it's, idea it's the best idea you have yeah. diapers forever um but yeah we have the like backpack when she's when she can hold her head up we have the backpack we put on seth for it's like the osprey mm-hmm. backpack um and just trying all sorts of things because uh yeah she 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 naps all over the place she's She's really good. Um, oh, and the baby Bjorn bouncer, we use that thing like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a hand-me-down from my sister and it's awesome. Yeah. But just staying flexible mm-hmm. for everything. I feel like flexible flexibility through labor and birth, through pregnancy, through postpartum, through those hormones that you would tell me they're lying to you. The hormones are lying are. to you. They're liars. They're liars. Yeah. Flexible. Yeah. and eating and scheduling stay flexible because uh I feel like your mental health is going to do better because of it it just will yeah. if you're yeah. trying to force something and you're resisting and you're just fighting with yourself it's like oh my god it's exhausting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are my those are my nuggets of wisdom of my my very yeah. short time period of being a parent right Claire's how many weeks now so she's, she was eight weeks on Sunday. Oh so tomorrow 
tomorrow is her two month birthday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really good. It's a really good age. And I'm just so excited for like that three to six month. Yeah. Yeah. She's already starting to smile at us. Um, she's very alert, you know, Mm -hmm. even when she was like a couple weeks old, she was very alert. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the point is to, to enjoy as much as you can. And if something is getting in the way of that and it's making you feel like crap, then you need to bring it back to baseline. So you can focus on getting back to that level of enjoyment. Yeah. It's not supposed to be super, super stressful. It's supposed to be hard. It is supposed to be hard. Uh, it's brand new and it's life-changing. Of course, there's going to be challenges. Definitely. But it doesn't need to be, it's not supposed to be like survival mode. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I feel like shit every day. It's not supposed yeah. to be that. Yeah. Yeah. And if it feels that way, seek help if you need it, but really examine what you're telling yourself too. And for me, sometimes even still I'll journal if I'm feeling super, icky. I like to journal anyway, but like, if I'm like in my junk, I'll write things down. And then I go back and I read it. I'm like, is this true? Like, is this actually true? What I'm saying to myself? No. Would anyone else say this to me? No. Yeah. You've got to be kind to yourself. And every day, you know, you're a new mom, you know, you're a new mom to a newborn and then you're a new mom to a one month old and what like, it's Mm -hmm. all new and allow yourself to be new. Just like when you take a new job, like allow yourself to be new. It's going to take time to find your groove. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Like let yourself be a beginner. You're always, no, everything we've done in life, you've been a beginner every time. Yeah. Like, we've yeah. never been this age before, or we've never had a baby this age before or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, you don't have to have everything figured out and you don't have to beat yourself up when mm-hmm. things don't go exactly as you thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um, like perfection is a lie that doesn't exist for anyone yeah. or anything. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There it I is. think you've got the right mindset. I know you went through it a little bit, but you've come, you've come through it. I think you're giving yourself all the grace you deserve. And I think you're in a great place and you're doing a great job. So are you. Oh, well, thanks. I know if you know a new mama though, just remind them that they're doing a great job because sometimes it can feel really lonely and like, what the hell am I doing? So yeah. 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 I, I appreciate you sharing and being vulnerable and sharing your story and, I, you know, sharing that there are pieces that are ugly, but you come out. Okay. You know, pieces that go as you're not planning and you you can still come out. Okay. On the other side. So definitely it's like, it's like anything in life. It, you know, you can go through hard times and go through times that feel uncomfortable. It's almost always just an uncomfortable emotion. And you're having that. We all have it, that fear of the unknown. You're like, what if I release this? And well, well, that's unknown. And I wasn't planning for that. And what will that feel like? It sound now when you're through it, you sit, you say it out loud and you're like, wow, how, that sound kind of sounds silly. Cause, cause clearly you're always going to be okay. You're always going to figure it out. And it was going to be a lot of things fall apart so that other things, better things can fall into place. Um, mm-hmm. and when you're resisting that and you're having that mental, like that mental struggle of like, well, I feel like I should be doing this this, but I'm doing this other thing, whatever. It's usually, it usually means that it's, it's not, it's not meant to be. And it, you need to, you need to let it go and yeah. make it for something else to come from it. So, uh, yeah. so that's, that's definitely, um, the fear of the unknown is usually, uh, it's valid, 
but it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I've always gathered mm-hmm. I'm terrified to kind of take that next step. And um, then you do it and you're like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you say that. And as I told you before we started recording, I got a message this week um, to dance in the magic of the unknown, which is something I, it was weird to receive that. And it's not something I've ever done to just play, play in that space and see what can happen because it can unfold better than you could have imagined yourself. So exactly. Yeah. Cause um, before we started recording, we were talking about, I saw somewhere about, um, you know, some people are a planner, but they're also a creative. And I really, that really landed with me. I was like, wow, I, I see myself as a creative, but also a planner. And I don't mean like day-to-day planning. I feel like I'm pretty like chaotic, but in terms of like planning, um, yeah. like in general, you kind of want to, like you, you expressed it as like, um, bumpers when you're bowling grammars, like just kind of knowing, and then you can kind of play within. And when you kind of just have like this huge life change, like parenthood or, um, a layoff, which I also experienced, <laughs> we both experienced, mm, yeah. um, it's like this huge fear of the unknown and you don't, those parameters and those bumpers get removed and you can truly do whatever you want in, in a, within reason, yeah. um, but, need to, but figuring that out is hard because you have to like give yourself permission to even figure it out yes. and then figure out what it is you want to figure out, uh, and then add all the new things of parenting on top of it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So kind of realizing I do like to have a plan, but I'm also creative. I like that dancing in the, um, magic Magic of the unknown. I know. I know it scared me to hear it, but I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I was excited to have you back and I love being able to, you know, I'm talking to women whose children have, left the nest and women who have children in high school and those of us who are, you know, in the thick of it with toddlers and whatever. So I love that we're like fully representing the whole spectrum of motherhood. I love love that too. Well, I'm always an open book. So anytime you want me to come back, I'm happy to come back and talk about whatever. Well, and so you told before, but say it again, if you don't mind, um, share what you're working on and where people can find you, where, you know, your creative outlet that you're creating. Yes. No, thank you. I totally forgot to mention. Um, so my business partner, um, Marla and I have created, um, what's called garden tonic. Our, um, Instagram is at the garden tonic and that's just garden spelled like it always is tonic T O N I C. And what we're doing is, um, working on becoming garden consults for our area in Asheville, but also we offer virtual bookings. Um, and we're in a course right now, which is really fun um, to help us kind of get on our feet because we're, we're gardeners um, in our own, you know, ways. And that's why we started this together. We've been gardening for years and years, but learning how to bring the business aspect into it has been yeah, something where we're learning and expanding on. Um, we're also starting our YouTube channel. You can find us and subscribe there at The Garden Tonic. It's the same as our Instagram handle. Um, website is not live yet, but we are working on that in the new year. And our goal is to be a really fun community where you can, you know, make mistakes gardening. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, gardening is also super therapeutic and just really rewarding. So that's our whole, um, you can learn more about our mission statement on our Instagram and our YouTube, but 
super fun. We're working hard on it. And um, we'd love if any listeners wanted to give us a follow. We are just two, two girls just not trying to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And show how you know gardening and all aspects of it can easily be done and it's not always perfect and um it's a it's progress right like we're talking about progress over goals um Mm. like I have like a ton of butternut squash growing right now but guess what I got like zero tomatoes this year so um sometimes other things don't happen so that you can have a bountiful harvest elsewhere right so yes um, so good. That's the kind of stuff we're about. So if you are into that, give us a follow. We're yeah. going to be embarrassing ourselves heavily on YouTube. Um, I was going to say some of your reels are already so funny that <laughs> even if you're not like a gardening connoisseur, like it's, it's entertaining. It's still fun because it's like anyone can do it. I mean, you know, yeah. you started your seeds this season and it was so yeah. lovely for you to just witness like Hey, yeah. I started those seeds and now look, it's like a beautiful flower. Anyone can do it. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to be a gardener to garden. Yeah. 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 And I loved it this year. Like I would put the kids to bed and because here in Michigan in the summer, it stays late till almost 10 o'clock, which is the best. It almost, it almost offsets the horrible cool. winters, but I'd put the kids to bed that I'd come outside and I'd water my garden. And it was like such Zen, like the some of the bees are still out and like, Oh, there's a bunny. There's a bunny over there. And we're all just like coexisting. And it was just like, this is magic. I got into, you'll laugh. I almost took a video because it was like, I'm like, I want to remember this. I've got two sunflowers that grew and I love watering them and watching the water like fall off the leaves. I feel like I'm in the spa. I'm like, this is so, so anyway, if it sounds like the least bit appealing to you, like start a garden for sure. I know it's so great. And that's like, our tagline is good for the soul. It just is like, yeah. Even, like watching a seed grow and like watering a flower and seeing like the water droplets on your flower. Yeah. It like, it blows your mind. Like, wow. <laughs> I did yeah. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. So we'll put all those links in the show notes so you can find Mary and Marla at the garden oh, tonic. For and letting us share. Yeah. Send us some love. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been fun watching this kind of behind the scenes, you know, we've been doing this for each other and then watching it hatch and like seeing what it's turning into. So can't wait to see where it goes. Love it. Love it. Well, I will let you get back to your sweet little baby. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Oh, thanks so much, Shannon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Thank you again for being here and for sharing the good, the bad, and everything in between of your journey so far. We appreciate your honesty and your wisdom. If you are expecting and or in early postpartum and there's something you wish someone was talking about, something you have questions about that you just can't seem to find any real honest advice or feedback on, shoot me a message. Um, if I don't have experience in the area, I may know someone through my network that does know and I would love to pull together an episode on whatever topic that may be or maybe I could just point you in the direction of somebody who has services that could help you you can shoot me an email at having a mom moment at gmail.com or dm me on instagram at having a mom moment if you're loving the episodes please follow share if you really really love it a rating would mean so so much and let's get the word out. There is such good 
conversation happening over here and I know it'll benefit so many mamas. So please share the word, even just following and rating will drive that algorithm to get the word out to other mamas out there. Until next time, come hang out with me on socials. I'm most active on Instagram over at having a mom moment, but you can also find me on Facebook under the same name. And in case no one has told you today, you are amazing, you are loved, and I am so proud of the beautiful human that you are. Have a great day. Thank you.